0: Why, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the JQ and Friends podcast. It was a fun one. It was um a long time coming. This podcast has been in the talks for a little bit now. It's a familiar sound to the podcast. It's the man who created the intro to the podcast. It's Flex Bormar. I guess his real name is Alex Borman, and um, you can see the similarities between the name. He tells a nice little story about how the name came to existence near the end of the podcast, but it was a good time, we talked about his music, uh, we talked about some stuff that he wanted to talk about, and uh, it was just cool to hear a creative mind like his and hear him talk about his creative process, so with that being said, this is the JQ and Friends podcast with Flex Bormar. How does that feel? We're live. Uh, this is the JQ and Friends podcast, episode number fourteen. Uh, Flex Bormar is here, the man, the man, the the man who created that mentioned. intro. How does uh, uh, what does that feel like hearing something that you produced, like through um, through it through an audio wave, you know, going right into your headphones? What does that feel like knowing that you were the one who put it together?
1: It feels like I'm the only person on the planet. That has actually made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's unique to you. It's one of those things where I got to think about it. Where there's seven billion people in the world, and I made this one thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of those weird things.
0: So, in my last podcast with my cousin, we talked about how music can um, be some sort of release. How it can be like kind of a out of body. Uh, into another dimension type of release and i I imagine that has to be a whole nother step up for a music creator
1: yeah it's uh i mean it's you make it to make other people feel good you know what i'm saying yeah and so if you have someone else that i can move the mic closer to me if that works too that works it's one of those things that you make it to uh make other people feel good you know and so when if other people listen to it or someone says i like this this is good then it gets that much better for the person that makes it it just feels a lot better
0: and so how do you make your music i mean obviously it's very uh technological and like yeah. it's super I, I guess first of all how what do you classify your music as
1: well uh i guess it's for the majority it's like older progressive house because it was more popular like 10 years ago and so my kind of idea with making it is to let people know that this music is still great and even though the most popular songs are 10 years old this genre is still here and it should still be listened to you know what i mean
0: yeah um it's very hypnotic like kind of uh I guess I don't really know how to describe it, but I've listened to some of the songs, most of them are longer, yeah, mm. like uh six minutes in that, oh yeah Or even north of that sometimes um and, and so there's like progressions to it for sure there's progressions to it where I mean every song has a progression, but mm. a lot of songs are really quick and I mean they're in and out in two and a half, three minutes, yeah. but the type of music that you do it kind of prolongs. And I think it's good for certain situations like working out, dancing, um, music, or like uh, movie scenes, yeah. like stuff like that. Uh, do, do you think that's accurate? Is that an accurate way to, um, I guess, categorize the music that you create?
1: Yeah, for sure. Because when I say Progressive House, I mean it's like it should be at least five minutes up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Unless you do say this is the radio edit of the song. And so, uh, for me, a progressive house is like, as the song goes on, you add something, either here, add two things, take one thing away, add one thing throughout, and so, when you have to make a radio edit of it, it gets really difficult, because you want to make it to where each sound comes in at its own specific time, not like a bunch of things clamming into one time. And so I had, I had a song that was almost 10 minutes long and the label that I submitted it to, they were like, we want this and a radio edit, but it can only be three and a half minutes long. And so that was rough to throw 10 minutes of stuff into three and a half minutes. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, yeah, mer.
0: it kind of crushes the whole creative yeah. process, mm-hmm. um, so, it's safe to say that you're a fam a fan of long form, the oh, yeah. idea of long form yeah. Um, consumption,
1: yeah, and that's an unfortunate thing too when like I wanna do like DJing and stuff you know what I'm saying, and so when you're on a dance floor, like the song will only have someone's attention for like two minutes mm-hmm. and then they're just like whatever. And so when I like playing songs that are like six minutes long, and I like the whole entire thing. To be played, I think that's how music should be played, not cut in half. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that gets pretty difficult, and that's something that I definitely needed to work on. You know, what I'm saying if I go into like jamming out in a club somewhere. Yeah.
0: So what what is the ultimate goal? What is like uh, what what's the ideal situation for you? What what do you want to do with your music?
1: Uh, the full. What I wish to do is just to say that you know, this is my career, this is how I bring in money for whatever family I have in the future, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the ultimate goal isn't necessarily to go win, like, seven Grammys for best album and best song right. and all that, you know? But it's to say, this is my job and this is what I love to do. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I I think um, I think what you're doing is cool because it's Kind of an homage to doing things on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of people right away, especially our age, we're young, we're 21, 22 yeah. years old. People our age are hopping into businesses where they're trying to lock down uh, a full time job. And I oh, mean, yeah. of course, that's the practical thing to mm-hmm. do. But I think uh, what you're doing is admirable because you're trying to use creativity and new technologies. Um, Stuff that wasn't around, stuff that isn't, isn't available, like social media platforms yeah. and stuff like that, to market yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's like, it gives you a sense of gratification when you, when you can, like, uh, see yourself outside of a system that a bunch of people are trapped in. Yeah. And so I, I think that's what's cool about what you're doing for sure. And it's also, it's also fun to listen to that music and know that. I, what I'm hearing through my headphones is being manipulated by you before yeah. I hear that. You yeah. know, you're the one who clicks and drags and just pushes buttons on a keyboard and uh, makes things happen and brings those thoughts to fruition. Yeah, and and you're able to hear that way after the fact. I love I love thinking about the production of things.
1: Yeah, it definitely it's definitely interesting when you think about as well when when I have my kind of production where I'm still relatively new to it so I don't know like shortcuts and like keyboard you know bindings and all that and so I'll like watch someone who live streams their music and they'll be like um they'll push like three buttons and do something that I'll do and like 15 push up a button you know what I'm saying wow cause it's like they're just like done and they're, they finish their song and I'm just like I haven't even made a chord progression yet like what happened
0: yeah So, uh, I guess talk about live streaming. I've seen you, you've talked about Twitch a little bit. Um, Or people are using Twitch to live stream music production. That's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, I've done... I did some Facebook live streams just because... And then I was like, alright, what will happen if I do Twitch? And then my Twitch broke after I did one stream, so that was nice. Mm -hmm. And so, it's really... I mean you got to find time for it because a large portion of what i do i'll just hop in for like 10 minutes at a time like six times a day and so no that's a lot there we go and so like i'll work on a song like six different times in a day like i'll be like here's an idea that i have put it in there it'll be like all right what if i do this 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 and this and it's like okay and then that's when I get stuck in there for like an hour and a half, just mm-hmm. like nonstop making this thing.
0: So like six different sessions throughout the day. Oh, yeah. Where you, it's, it's definitely good to uh, expand things and um, come, at with, come at it with a new approach. Do Put that whole approach into it, drop it, walk away, come back an hour later with a brand new approach, yeah. you know, and, and adjust it according to that new approach. And that can be applied to almost anything, mm-hmm. but you're doing it with a you're doing it with like a tangible piece of audio you know yeah. that you're manipulating that's really fascinating man it, it's hard to to think about how that stuff actually works mm-hmm. just from a from a, a layman's point of view but well trust,
1: trust me i'm still fascinated by it too so <laughs>
0: so so what kind of software do you use and kind of give me the baby steps of like how it works and w- what it looks like for you
1: I mean, we could talk for, like, hours and hours about how I do things. I'm sure we can. But it's, uh, the, what I use is FL Studio. And so, basically, it's like you got your big, uh, channel track where you throw stuff in. You've got your mixer, like this, but it's just on a screen, just hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you'll have your folders full of presets, uh synthesizers other drums kicks claps and all that and so uh every song is different when i make it um like if i want to do something techno-y techno to me it's a little slower it's got like a hefty drum you know what i'm saying sure and it also has like percussions just slowly hiding throughout the back you know what i mean and so if I'll do that, then I'll get a good kick and a hat and then I'll get a bunch of little percussion pieces like a bongo will be in like your right ear, like once every seven seconds, you know what I'm saying? But if it's like the progressive house that I've done where songs are like eight minutes long, then I'll pull up the, it's called the piano roll. It's just where you put in the note for, and you drag it for however long you want it to be there.
0: So if you wanted to put a bongo in the right ear every seven seconds, do you just, like, go file, bongo, noise, like, edit yeah, they have, every seven seconds?
1: They have a, I can't think of what it's called. It's basi- It's like a mixer track in a way where it throws everything in a big column, and it will have um, music cows and fours, so it's one, two, three, four. That's a bar, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you have it open, there are all these little tabs, open to one bar, two bar, three bar, and four bar. And so when, well, that be that would be, yeah, that would be sixteen. They have sixteen slots, and so if you want it every seven seconds, that would be two bars. Yeah, sure. And so you'd push. You just go in there, and whatever time you want it to be, you'll just click the little indicator that says this is where it's at and as it plays it'll go right there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but if it doesn't there are some cases where it doesn't time up properly so that's when you can go into the piano roll and if it just needs to be moved tiny you you know zoom in on it and grab and you'll you know that little pixel and that makes a difference
0: nice it's it's definitely got to be hard for you to try to explain this With that,
1: without having it with me, for sure,
0: for sure. Um, and this is, I'm assuming, a software that costs money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so you talked a little bit about labels and radio and getting it cut down for radio. So, like, who have you worked with, or like, where can where has your music been? Like, where can people access your music?
1: Um, it's really on. It should be at least on all of the mainstream streaming and download platforms. So like iTunes, Apple Play, Google Music, Spotify, and then all upload it to SoundCloud if the label doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, and by radio edit, it's also it's not like playing somewhere in Germany. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some radio station. It's just like if something happens and people need it, make the short version. If you get famous, blah 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 blah, <laughs> kind of thing.
0: So, so you are working with a label?
1: So I've got... I guess, yeah, I'm a resident for It's Not A-Label Records. They're kind of smaller up in towards uh, the New York-Canada border. Various websites say they're in New York. Others say they're in Canada, so I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But with them, since I've been releasing tracks with them for over a year now, it's just like, hey, I have this song. I think it's pretty all right. Do you guys want to take it? And they'll they'll be like you know it won't fit which hasn't happened yet because they're a kind of everything label you know it doesn't matter what you make as long Mm -hmm. as it's good they'll take it and so they'll be like yep we enjoy it let's go for it uh what's the title give us all this information about it you know and then they'll be like here's the contract sign it and it's ours for i guess i probably shouldn't say anything about contracts because it really was different yeah i hear they'll sue me or something so
0: but you, you make money from your music
1: not yet. I wish I did, but every label's different as well where uh, they're like if the song brings in $50 in revenue, then after that we've made our money and then like some labels are like 75%, some labels are like 50%, or like whatever we split the money with you then. So every label is different with that. But you can also go uh, through your own way, through various um, distributors. So, like, I paid, I think, 20 bucks to get an EP on there by myself. And so they're like, whatever sales come from this, they're yours. Take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got you.
0: So... You have a label that you've been working with and uh, you, you said you sent, you sent it to them and they'll put it on SoundCloud sometimes, but other than that, you can put it on SoundCloud yourself. I'll,
1: I'll generally put it on SoundCloud because they just changed. It's not a label. They just changed their distribution to be like... I don't know, but they changed it. You know what I mean? So they don't put anything on SoundCloud very often now. So that's when I'll just upload it and be like, song title, this record label. You know what I'm saying? And they'll yeah. give all the credit to be like, this is my song, but these guys released it for me. Okay, you know what I'm saying?
0: Sure. It's cool, man. It's it's cool that you have like a, a legitimate source to kind of tie yourself to, and um, I mean you have you have a decent following on SoundCloud. You have a, some tracks that have like quite a few listens. Yeah. What's your highest listen to?
1: Uh, I had an old remix, just break a thousand. Nice. And then I have another original. That's no. I have another remix that's at like nine sixty, so.
0: Do what do you like more, remixing or creating your own? I. I mean, I guess it's kind of the same.
1: I mean, depends on the remix. Where if you take a sound clip, which is basically just sampling, you just take a chunk of it and throw it in there and edit it in any way. So for some songs, it works better to do that, but other songs, it works better to. Some people are good at it, and they'll just listen to the song and they'll just throw the chords in and make it on their own. But another good thing is that you can just literally Google uh, the—they're called MIDI preset or MIDI files—and it's just you download it, throw it in the piano roll, and that's the chord progression, melody, whatever. And so that's a good voice crack. That's a good thing that you can do is just find the MIDI chords. Throw them in there, put your own synthesizer, your own sound, your own twist on it. And then, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't work, which doesn't happen all that often, you might be able to look up like a song, just like this song, FL Studio on YouTube, and then take the long, painstaking process of just looking at it and then going into FL Studio and, you know, then you put it in manually. Which, not going to lie, I've done probably too many times.
0: <laughs> um, do you ever have to deal with copyright laws or anything, or is pretty much everything fair use? Um.
1: Uh, as long as you don't, say, like, buy this remix, you know, usually you're alright if you upload it to, I mean, I guess not really copyright, like Strikes, where someone's just like, take it down or I'm going to ban your channel or something, you know? But SoundCloud is usually pretty decent with it. I haven't had problems yet, but YouTube will definitely flag you. They won't be like... uh, Basically, they'll send you a copyright notice where it's like, hey, just to let you know, this has been claimed by this person with this song. And they'll say, you can fight the claim if it is an original or they'll just... Basically, the email's just like, nothing bad is happening, but if you try to sell it, we will take down the video and you will get a strike on your channel. Oh, okay.
0: You know? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is if you're trying to monetize off of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're just messing around, what's the harm?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely... One thing that annoys me with music is when someone, like, blatantly will take like, a sound file somewhere else and put it in a song, kind of, and not edit it at least a little bit, you know? Like, when I first got back into working around with music, this was 2014-ish, um, I didn't have FL Studio or any of this stuff to make original songs, so I downloaded this thing called think music maker jam or something where it's just it gives you a mixer and it's got a bunch of just sound files of like bass lines and melodies and drums and all sorts of patterns that you just throw in together and so i made a couple songs with that and threw them on youtube and just be like look at this terrible thing that i made right and then three years down the line i'll get an email like literally like two months ago i got an email and it was like you have a copyright notice on a video and i was like what video got a copyright notice. And so I look on it, and it's like, this song that you did with a bunch of presets that you're not monetizing, this and that, someone copyrighted it. And I was like, bro. And then, of course, I'll look at it and be like, this is the clip that copied. And then it'll be like this melody that was just the exact same melody file that they threw in onto their thing. And it's like, what's the point?
0: Yeah, so it's probably just a money grab, if anything.
1: Some of it is for sure.
0: That's annoying. Yeah, a little bit. But I guess it's part of the biz, right? Yeah, really. You hear, you hear about stories like this in music all the time. Just All too often. Cop- copyright mm-hmm. and stuff like that, especially with the media age that we're in, just the easy access to all this stuff and the ability to replicate and use it as your own. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad, but you could definitely seeing, see it being annoying oh, as a yeah. creator. Yeah. Um, I saw on your Instagram that you were at a gaming convention. Yeah, RTX, Yep. Yeah. What was that like?
1: It was awesome.
0: So it's, like, it's you just go to go just to check yeah, it out?
1: It's one of those things where I've had interest in it. If there's anyone listening that doesn't know the company's Rooster Teeth, they just produce video animation. They have uh, the longest-running uh, web series called Red vs. Blue, which is in, like, it's just finished its 15th season, I think. Wow. So they were on the internet before YouTube existed, so they had to, like, try and sell shit on their own website, you know what I'm saying? hmm And uh, they have their... They're based in Austin, Texas, so annually they now have their um, big convention down there through the Austin Convention Center. And I think they're, like, one of the best success stories with that because... Uh, they've said it on their podcast however many times. But they said the first RTX that they had at the convention center filled, like, one of the exhibit halls, and that's all they rented out. But now their crowd is so big, they take the entire convention center and all of the ballrooms from, like, three surrounding hotels. Wow. For all their stuff. It's crazy.
0: So what What kind of stuff was there? Like, what were you doing while you were there?
1: Um, I took my sister, and by took my sister I mean I bought her a ticket for her graduation present, and we went down as a family and just had a vacation. And so she wanted to see, uh, they're called Sugar Pine 7, they're just a bunch of guys that do, for the most part it's like improv, and so they'll work with their characters where, I really don't watch them enough to, you know, describe them, but one of them, their character is just like, this guy's stupid. You know what I'm saying? This mm. guy's really dumb, his character. But so, uh, they have, I'll just tell the story. They have a big, in the main exhibit hall, they've got all these vendors with all of their stuff that you can buy. They've got some food. they got drinks. They have their merch store. And then in the back, there's a big, like, uh, like a gaming arena setup where it's like 12 computers just lined up next to each other where they'll play their games or whatever and they'll be streamed to these massive monitors that they have behind them so a crowd can watch. And so we showed up and they played Fortnite like everybody else on the planet does. Yep. And so at the end of it, they were like, uh, follow us over to The Coop, which was their uh, Rooster Teeth's collaboration store where they had these limited edition exclusive collaboration merch across the street basically just like a little building and so they were like follow us over there and my sister was like bro we gotta follow we gotta go and i was like i don't okay and so we're just hanging out walking around the convention center and they happen to walk past us with a group of kids you know following them to get pictures and whatever. And so go across the street, follow them. And my sister, this entire time, she's just, like, giddy, hopping around. She's Mm -hmm. like, I'm so excited, whatever. And so go in there, get in line, and she's, like, shaking. You know, I mean, she wants to see these people because she has, she's got pretty bad anxiety. She's had depression, you know. So these guys were how she coped, you know what I'm saying. And so uh, she walked over there. And she was just, like, freaking out. She's like, I need you to take as many pictures of me talking to them as you can. Nah. I was like, all right, whatever. And so she's like... She goes through the whole thing. She's like, I love you guys. I was super depressed, this and that. And she was like, you guys were a huge help. And the one of the guys, just, like, the nicest dude on the planet, his name is James DeAngelis. He's like... He's like, no, you got it through yourself. We were just there to help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, super nice dude. And so... She got a hug hug um, on, you know, take pictures, this and that. Um, at one point, she had them do a video saying uh, to her friend, Kenzie, they were like, Hi, Kenzie, why aren't you here? You know, basically, just uh-huh. a little joke video. And so, and then because their one character is just stupid, I go up there and I'm like, let's get a group picture of me and my sister and all these guys. And he looks at me, he's like, oh my god. He's like, you're the biggest human I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, thanks. I <laughs> appreciate <man>. it.
0: <laughs> so, so basically what that story is, is you're a good big brother. Yes. You hooked I'm it up real good the for your best sister.
1: big brother. I bought... No, I didn't buy anything for her over there. Never mind. I guess I bought... Scratch like, <laughs> <laughs> I bought... They had, like, these... You buy, like, a $20 cup, and you get free refills, you mm. know, throughout the rest of the day. And so I bought that. And, you know, bought her... Basically, I was just like taking her around, you know. What I'm that's saying? cool, dude. And so there are, it's really just buy stuff, look at things, watch these people do things in like panels. That's nice. So that was fun.
0: Sounds fun. I I would that was gonna be one of my questions. Is it, what what is it like? Are you six seven? Yeah, 6'8". Six, 6'8". Eight. Six, eight. I was gonna ask you, what's it like being six eight? <laughs> that's tall, man. Yeah. That That's real tall
1: it has its advantages where i can hide things from people just to piss them off you know what i'm saying just like throw something on a shelf and be like (laughs) right but i mean i never really one of the things that annoys me so much is when like i'll be hanging out at casey's you know working at the register and some guy's like wow you're a big guy and i was like thanks and he's like what are you six three six four and i'm like I'm six eight, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Right? I'm like, "Bro, I didn't get any taller. You were looking at me the whole time. It was like, you don't gotta freak out." Like, I appreciate it. I mean, that's nice. But they're like, bro, I'm just the same height."
0: And you have all—you've al- just always been tall. You've always been taller than basically everyone oh, yeah. in your surrounding. I'm
1: always—I've always been a big kid, to say the least.
0: Six eight, man. That's up there. <laughs> Like this ceiling in this room, you had to like duck to I sit know, I down. To be careful. Yeah, same. With my cousin, who was here last week, he's about might be an inch or two shorter than you, yeah. but he had to duck down too. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Oh, so what? What do you? What do you want to talk about outside the music realm or the t- the height realm?
1: <sighs> Let's talk your concussion story last week. Sure. Really intrigued me, I guess. So on that, what you said it was a Monday, when you or Tuesday when you went to your doctor.
0: Um, uh, see, man, it's all so blurry. I think it was a, I think it was a Tuesday that I went to the doctor yeah. because Monday I didn't, I went to class but I didn't know it. Yeah. All yeah.
1: right. That's one of those things that I've kind of learned about, like very minimally in marketing where they're like, you've got your horse and your rider situation where you, your conscious self is the rider and the horse is your unconscious self. And you are just along for this ride this entire time. And so his example of this was like, uh, he, the rider, was like, uh, no, his unconscious self was like, it would be funny if I pants this person right here. Right. And he did it. And then he was like, What did I just do? It was like, this is an awful thing. I shouldn't have done this, you know? Yeah. And so, it's kind of bizarre and terrifying when you said that your unconscious self hopped you in a car, took you somewhere. Did you hop in a car? No, I actually, I was on campus, but I was just walking around.
0: I think it's almost even more weird that my body was carrying me around. Your
1: unconscious self walked you around, talked to people normally, handed in a paper and left. You know what I'm saying? Strange times. Like that is unbelievably bizarre to me.
0: Strange times. Yeah. It it was definitely a weird experience mm-hmm. for me. Um it was a long process, but I mean, it happened and I'm healthy yeah. and I'm 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 good now, but now looking back on it, it's weird because uh I know that there's a possibility for I know that it's humanly possible mm-hmm. for me that everyone knows and sees to be going around presenting itself without me Yeah. The writer actually <laughs> knowing yeah. about you know, or actually like I like I wasn't a part of that day. And mm-hmm. and as time has gone on I've started to kind of piece together like those times and like they like I understand that they happened, and so like I think I'm more just remembering the idea of them happening than I am actually remembering yeah. the specific events. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's definitely eye opening, and it makes you wonder like uh, like there's there's some ha, who else has this happened to? Yeah. Like who who have I ever been talking to where it I'm wasn't them. I'm talking to their outer person, yeah, their outer their self. Shell. You know, or um, are are the answers that I'm getting from them a product of their consciousness and their um, morals and their everything about that person, or is is what I'm getting just their biological mechanism of responding because their real consciousness is off somewhere else? Yeah, and. It's a confusing thing. It's a eye-opening thing. Honestly, it's an open, open, really opened my mind to a lot yeah. of things.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, because you said that, and I was like, that is the most insane thing. Because when I had my concussion, which was what, junior year? High yeah, school. Yeah, we, it was literally the last play <clears throat> of the last regular game, 72-0 Lincoln, right? No, Thomas Jefferson.
0: That sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Seventy-two. Yeah, that was a, that was a game, and it was like it was like game is over because it was like seven seconds left on the clock. Did our last play, but some kid on TJ got hurt, and the rest were like, put on two seconds. It's like, nice mercy rule, two yeah. more seconds for these poor guys. And so, I remember. Like, Whatever. This. I remember yeah. this. Which is bizarre because I got a concussion out of it usually. I guess mine was just, like, super mild. But play goes on. Uh, Turn around from doing whatever blocking, the quarterback's just, like, right there. And I'm like, bear hug the guy. And I'm like, I could just take him down, but I don't want him to go forward at all. So I just planted my feet and started bringing him back. And that's when, like, three other of our guys just pushed me down and my feet stuck. And I just, like in the shape of a banana, just right on the back of my head, Mm -hmm. right? And as soon as I hit the ground, my head, like, I never get headaches. As soon as I hit the ground, I had a headache, and I was like, rip. Rip. (laughs) I was like, this, what a season. It was like, first ever actual tackle concussion. What a badass.
0: I think probably everybody who has played football at almost any level has some sort of brain damage. Absolutely. It's inevitable uh we're definitely not meant to be hitting like that and Mm -hmm. and a lot of people know the risk and like i knew the risk for a long time and it it just it doesn't seem like reality and in no way my my putting down the sport i love the sport and yeah i I think the game is ultimately becoming more safe but it's just hard to avoid because it's not always head-to-head contact it's sometimes when your body gets lashed real hard it's the little hits i mean yeah I didn't get laid out or anything or I never re- really had a big hit to my head but uh my it was just there all it, the time just it was, hiding it was it, it was there it was there after a certain game and mm-hmm. I mean that's just that's the nature of the reality it's not up to you. yeah um I don't regret anything though I don't regret anything that I've done I mean it, it's made me who I am today yeah and uh I have a, a knowledge and a view on life and reality that I probably wouldn't have had it not been for those times in my life. I, I'm honestly grateful for everything that the sport has taught me. Yeah. and uh, I'm happy and healthy now, so I, I can't really complain. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it happened. It's life. Yeah. So I'm here. That's what you got to deal with. That's right. Concussions, man. They're a weird thing. <laughs> They're scary sometimes. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I don't even have words for them. They can be
1: bad. Or they can be decent.
0: Whatever, yeah. though. I, it is what it is. Yeah. What else? Anything else you want to blab about?
1: What else? I guess... I'll just, like... I guess, quote-unquote, announcements, I guess, kind of sure. thing. Um, <clears throat> I started talking with some guys to potentially get me some spots at, like, DJing downtown, you know what I'm saying? Cool. And so, uh, this guy who's, like, real big on bringing in new guys, getting guys playing, you know? And he's like, he's like, what's your stage name? And I was like, stage name is uh, Flex Warmer, right? And he's like, he's like, wow, would you get a name like that? And basically, like, the story, as all great stories start, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Just me and a couple friends, and for whatever reason, when you're a teenager, you get on the topic of license, uh, drivers license pictures, right, and how funny you look. And so we were just like passing them around the table, and they looked at mine, and my buddies were like, <clears throat> they were like, the it looks like Flex Bormar, and I was like, how? And I they were like, because my handwriting is garbage, and when I put mm-hmm. it on like, and when I have to sign something on a screen, it gets worse. And so they were like, "Look at the A doesn't connect all the way, and it looks like an F." And I was like, "Uh huh." And then they're like, "The two ends at the end, the one the left side is down, and the right side is way up, and it looks like two R's, looks like Flex Bormer." And I was like, "The legend has been born." It's like it's here. That
0: is a, that is yeah. a good story because I mean it kind. Of, I was gonna ask if Flex came from Alex because, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I mean it is basically yeah. your last name. Yeah. But I mean, it's pretty. Pretty good. Alex Borman, Flex Bormar. Yeah. That's a, a good name.
1: I'm really I'm really proud of the logo that I made for myself where the F and the L close to look like an A. <clears throat> and then I have the two R's at the end backwards. So the way they look Hang like into ends, right? Hang Borman. Yeah. Nice, man. But so he was like, I tell him the story and he's like, he's like, the thing about that is your name's it's pretty long. You know what I'm saying? Flex Bormer, you know, you want to get into a club. And he's like, something like, DJ Flex and I was like there's like 15 of those bro I don't want to do that yeah right uh-huh. and so he's like we gotta make you an image somehow for he's like there's probably not a lot of DJs that are 6'5 plus close to like 300 pounds you know he's like there's not a bunch of big dudes long hair you know <laughs> and he's like we gotta get you a name and I was like and so I've been thinking about it and so it was like I really like the Flex Bormer name so I'm probably not gonna take that away in any way but like if i make like an alter alias, you know what i'm saying, like yeah. a side project kind of thing. i was thinking like the name would be like too tall, dj too tall, but <laughs> but it would be spelled t w x t a l l because my shirt shirt size is a 2x tall, right? which is like one of those dumb little clever things. yeah. and so i'm like i'm thinking about that in a way kind of thing, you know. and because i have this all these releases as flex bormer that's why i don't want to get rid of that yeah for sure right i've created this brand for myself kind of thing so it def it's definitely something in the back of my mind of a different name to have you cool. know
0: like a, at least a name to like uh go out and present and like uh Like DJ with and party with. Mm -hmm. DJ Too Tall. There you go. That's pretty badass. And especially if people, they're like, yeah, the DJ's name is Too Tall. And you show up, they'd be like, oh, (laughs)
1: shit. (laughs) It makes a whole lot of sense.
0: This guy is huge. I get it now. That's funny.
1: Yeah. So keep an eye out for me DJing downtown. Just saying. Stop on by.
0: Definitely. And like you said, you can get your music basically everywhere. Mm -hmm. Music is, is there. It's just Flex Bormar. Type it in and get it. Give him a follow on SoundCloud. That's where...
1: Follow me everywhere. I'm on all the social media. YouTube? SoundCloud. Yeah. YouTube, Flexformer Music. Everything?
0: Yeah. Nice. Well, cool, man. You want to wrap this up? You got anything else you want to chat about? There's
1: a, There's one little thing. A perk of anxieties that you remember really dumb stuff that has no effect on the outcome of anything. So, in sixth grade... This was like 2008 where gas prices were like $4, you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. getting high. Your girlfriend, Chelsea, yeah. in art class, like Mr. Lindemann, right? Was that his name? Yeah. Got all the pesticides, yep. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Sixth grade. We were talking about it for some reason, as all intellectual sixth graders do. <clears throat> and she was, like, she was like, why don't they just come up with fake oil? And I'm wondering if she's made fake oil yet. You know?
0: <laughs> why don't they just come up with fake she's like why don't they just make fake oil and that sounds like-, like some stuff Chelsea would say <laughs> oh I hope she listens to this one that's like, hilarious
1: you need to bring me back when she's here sometime and I'll just be like how's it going what's the what's the recipe what's happening
0: I don't know if she has the answer <laughs> I'm sure she would, she would agree to the fact that she definitely said yeah. that uh, I don't know if I should spell this one I can't remember if it was her or Danae uh-huh. I think one of them is quoted with, uh, Who Invented Water? I love it. <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Gotta love her. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. That's that's a funny story, actually. <laughs> a perk of anxiety.
1: Yeah. Gotta love that anxiety, you know, just break down, cry, and remember that one time, that funny thing, you know?
0: Remember that funny thing.
1: Remember that one funny thing, or that embarrassing thing, or all the embarrassing things because anxiety.
0: Life is a life is a wild thing, I'll just
1: Blame it on the concussion.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, life is a wild thing. Yeah.
1: Well, no co- kidding.
0: Well, it was fun talking for sure. It's fun, like kind of diving into your your realm of what you do. My mindset. Your mindset. Of insanity. How you create. I mean, if you're not insane, you're you're not creative. I yeah. have I have this, I as far as I'm concerned, it's a rock solid theory mm-hmm. where you have to be a little bit crazy to be creative.
1: Yeah. yeah, I got a buddy that's like, I know he's not, but he just acts unbelievably crazy. And this guy is like, kind of he wants to be kind of a rapper. He likes drawing. Apparently, he's written like three short stories that I need to read still that are like really good. And I'm just like, give. No, I'm just like I need this.
0: Crazy is creative. Yeah. Uh Let's see, Eminem. Crazy. <laughs> Got to be crazy in there. Creative motherfucker. Kanye West, crazy. <laughs> Kanye West, nuts. <laughs> Insane. Kid Cudi, crazy. Who else is Who else is crazy, creative? Like artists. You got to be crazy to create, especially if you try to understand some of that abstract nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know about some of that stuff.
1: Sixteen lines perpendicular to one another.
0: <laughs> Just a, a blank white canvas.
1: You sneeze like, on
0: like it. Like snowstorm. Fuck it though. It's the world we live in. <laughs>
1: That's how art happens.
0: Nice. We'll do. We'll do it again sometime for sure. Uh, gotta get Chelsea here we got to figure out the, <laughs> the the facts about fake oil. got to figure it out. We've got to get to the bottom of this. And um, I, I look forward to doing this again, man. It was fun having you on.
1: I appreciate the wonderful time that I've been offered at the wonderful JQ and Friends podcast. Everybody follow.